been a long week. It's been a long week, yeah. uh, and I, you know, I feel bad saying it. it's Friday the 13th. It's been a long week for a lot of people who are with yep. uh, Southern. But since Friday, we started that coverage. Um, hopefully, it's winding down. There's still new stuff in the news, like with uh, we'll get to it. We we get to it in the headlines, but there's a standoff at Jaguar, and I, you have on. been nonstop, man. You've been doing it 24 seven. I bet you're <laughs> ready on this rainy day. Take a nice load off at the end of the day. Crash, maybe uh, what a new Mandalorian episode's coming out. Yeah, get to enjoy that with your kids this evening. But how would I watch it? How would you watch it? Maybe on this Apple TV 4K, Chad. <laughs> Apple TV Wait. 4K. Oh, yes. really? Well, is Santa Claus coming early for you? No, Chad. I got mine the same way. Each and every one of you out there can get yours. Go to FreightWaves.com. Click on events. Get a ticket to Freight Waves Live Atlanta. Up and, until December 18th. And enter to get last. one of these cool things. No, you don't enter. You just get it. There's oh. no, it's not a contest. You just get it. Well, supplies last. Apple TV 4K. Oh, I it's didn't even know that part about you. it. You get it. You can watch Freight Waves TV on there. Big money. You can rewatch this. You can rewatch our Celadon specials. You can rewatch off the supply chain all free. You don't even need a subscription like with Disney Plus. <laughs> no $7.99. That's right. Don't miss off the supply chain. And it looks beautiful. You ever uh, see yourself in 4K? Uh, all the time on this. Yeah. Right? You finally started The Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, just really oh, having a good time. Such, so, 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 um, like, like going old school. Love yeah. the, love the look and design. I like the 40 minute segment. It's like a Western in space, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Now that you mentioned that, Re- real fun. Um, so, my, my three year old, like, he's, he's started to get like potty trained. He can go by himself, but maybe a they, little violent for your, for your three year old. He hasn't been watching it. He, he, he's aware of something, though. So, like, he, you know, like when kids, when they're not wearing diapers anymore, they start realizing their anatomy. Well, he walks out of the bathroom and he goes, he, he points down there and he goes, that's the baby Yoda. Uh, oh, 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 <laughs> funny. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I was going to say the baby Yoda doesn't look too cheesy. So um, No, it doesn't. It's a great movie, you know, and you can pay for things like Disney Plus. If you have a great sponsor like ours, we have DDC FPO. DDC FPO is the number one preferred back office partner for transportation. Want the most robust AI data processing solution available in the market today? Of course you freaking do, Chad Prevo. I do. You guys want it too? So visit ddcfpo.com or email them. They'll answer info at ddcfpo.com. Do it right now. Hit the headlines. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this one's not good. Give us an update on... Uh, so, uh, yeah, Clarissa Hawes on Monday, we sent her out to Indy. I had worked with her on the, the Falcon story. She's a great reporter. She always dives deep into this stuff, and she's very thorough. And she went down to uh, Indianapolis, and she talked to a lot of the former drivers there, and they described the chaos that occurred uh, during the bankruptcy filing. We covered a lot of that on our last episode and on the Celadon special. You can find that. Go uh, follow Freightcast, actually, because the Celadon special is on there, and so is the What the Truck one. Also on What the Truck, also on FreightWaves TV app. But either way... When rumors started swirling about Celadon financial status and, and freight waves broke the news a week ago that the company had planned to file for bankruptcy, employees were in the dark and there was a lot of chaos. People weren't sure if they were getting paid. We're starting to see that maybe some are, but um, it sucks to be in that situation during the time when you're out there and your fuel card's getting turned on and off and deactivated. And there are a lot of people left out in the dark. Ernesto Gonzalez, he told freight waves, I was told we were trying to turn things around. We were continuing to hire right up until the very end. Uh, new employees were scheduled to start on December 9th, the day the carrier shut down. Yeah, uh, yeah, Clarissa Haas did break this uh, this this story. She's uh, an award one of our award winning journalists uh, and does a lot of good investigative reporting. She talked to a lot of firsthand 
people there. And, you know, there was other fallout from the Celadon, uh, you know, bankruptcy. One of uh, Gonzalez's former co-workers uh, had been with the company for 15 years and was re- recently uh, diagnosed with leukemia. And her health insurance was canceled with the bankruptcy announcement. Other employees had like both spouses working with the company, so they kind of received a double whammy. Uh, Gonzalez just said, you know, thousands of people didn't get a severance package, and that adds an extra sting. The actions of a selfish few screwed over thousands. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough situation. Many drivers were left blindsided. Some said they had 20 minutes to clear out their cabs. I saw a lot of these reports on social media as well and videos of it, and it's not easy to see. In order to get on these Greyhound buses, because drivers bring more and more stuff in their cabs now. They have TVs. They have microwaves. Yeah. They, they bring a lot with them on the road. They have tablets like this. Speaking of tablets, watching you guys right now, if you're on LinkedIn, I'm monitoring you here. Chad Prevost has you guys on Facebook. So, hi, Vince Torres. Hi, Mitch Matisse. And hi, Yules Yules. You know, he says yellow. My name is Yules, and he's from Indonesia. Wow. Hey, man. It's got to be hey, great over there, shout right? shout out to Indonesia. Yeah, I wonder if he's watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, either way, so right. all these guys got their reports. I mean, it's just a bad situation. We're actually going to talk. Uh, they had to throw away a lot of their stuff to get on the Greyhound buses in yeah. some of these cases. They were only given, tw- I don't understand why, but they were only given 20 minutes to like basically I evacuate guess, their... I guess you have to set a certain time, but yeah, it's not... Yeah, because you have to catch a Greyhound or whatever so, that maybe they had set up. But. So what's going on here, too, is we are going to talk to one of the guys who runs one of those message boards. A lot of the stories now are, are spread on social media. We'll get to that. So let's, um, we, have, we do have some news to run through, so let's do this pretty quick. Yeah, uh, employees of Celadon's Mexico carrier Jaguar mm. con- continues their Jaguar. standoff. Yeah, they're a subsidiary of Celadon in Mexico. Jaguar Transportation continues to protest unpaid wages by delaying the removal of any more trucks until they are paid. According to Mexican news outlet Leader Web Informativo, in Nuevo Laredo, hundreds of personnel who worked at the Jaguar company maintained their peaceful protest and remained at the facilities of the transport line waiting to receive their settlement and savings fund. The closure and resulting protests could affect as many as 600 daily cross-border shipments. Yeah. Another awful story. This is a developing situation, but uh, Nick Valencia from CNN, he tweeted out that in Conyers, Georgia, police officers in tactical gear were standing guard with long guns on the road heading to a dart plant Officials this morning responded to shots fired. At least one person was shot. The shooter is not in custody as of the last check we've heard. This is a breaking story, so things could develop at any time during this program. Yeah. But local schools and businesses were on lockdown, and they may still be. Yeah, so it's Conyers, Georgia, according to CNN, and it was at least one person was 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 shot at a food service container plant near Atlanta on Friday morning, and the shooter is believed still inside there. Gunfire was reported at the Dart Container Corps. Uh, about 25 miles east of downtown Atlanta, and authorities are looking for that shooter. It's always a scary situation when that is happening, uh, you know, because it freaks everybody out. You feel like every single building needs to be in lockdown. Yeah, according to WSB-TV Atlanta, they're local, they're on the scene. They said uh, there's a large police presence in the container, in the parking lot of the Dark Container Company. They're a food service manufacturer. That, if you guys are out there, is uh, Georgia 138 north of I-20 Rockdale County Sheriff's officials confirmed they are still looking for the shooter. They said on their Facebook page that they did have a person of interest, so hopefully they bring that guy in. Yeah, or and girl, I'm not sure who. <laughs> right, uh, China, you know, and the U.S. Uh, finally seem to have reached a, a phase one of the uh, trade deal, and uh, it's uh, it includes a suspension of planned December 15th tariff turnaround. 
Uh, and uh, negotiations on a phase two deal will begin immediately, says President Trump. He also says that um, Chinese officials have, uh, you know, they're they're not going to oppose those additional tariffs. And uh, Trump is calling it an amazing deal on Twitter. Yeah, uh, it says here we have agreed to a very large phase one deal with China. They have agreed to many structural changes and massive purchases of agricultural product, energy and manufacturing goods, plus much more. The 25% tariffs will remain as is with 7.5% put on much of the remainder Trump had tweeted. But the big thing here is that the 25% are not going to roll through December 15th. I know the deadline in October was, was passed on to December. People were getting really nervous as we were butting up against that. But also a lot of people suspected what we were thinking that, and we talked about on the Port Report yesterday. Check that one out. Uh, that this was probably going to get moved forward, and it was. Yeah, and while the tariffs caused some shrinkage of U.S. imports of Chinese goods in 2019, the biggest losers, according to many trade associations, has been American exporters, particularly those in agriculture. Chinese tariffs on American exports have totaled $12 billion since February 2018 and have primarily focused on agricultural exports. Yeah. So, what do you well, think? I think it's time to have five good minutes with Craig Bliss. Yeah, let's bring him on. Let's see if he's already in our room here. Ooh, it looks like he is waiting for us. Five, count of five. Five, five good minutes. minutes. Hey, what's up, Craig? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, man. How's it going, dude? One of the reasons we wanted to have you on here was that, you know, we broke the story on Celadon on Friday, and uh, the yep. two places it seemed to be told was on Facebook, and then... On what is a media outlet for so many truckers are these Facebook groups, one of which or a few of which you run, right? You got it. You got it. Yep. Yeah, I just joined it uh, yesterday. Thanks for having me aboard. You know, you have been uh, doing a lot of things. I, I noticed just one interesting part of your background, Craig, is, and I don't know how this plays into your decision to create this this uh, freight brokers and truckers and truck drivers forum, but you were an E-4 specialist in the Army National Guard, weren't you? I, I was. I was uh, an indirect fire infantry. And that was my job when I was in the National Guard, the Illinois National Guard, a few years ago. And you've done a disaster relief as well. And then, um, you know, Craig, that's a man for Craig's heart with that. Craig had done a lot, especially with yeah. the hurricane here. He was uh, he was big into that story. You created that the forum, though, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. How, what, decide, what decided to lead you to the media side and why is that so important to, to coverage like this and to getting information out to truckers and brokers these days? Yeah, great question. You know, I've been in the industry for about 10 years, but within these 10 years, I've worked at, you know, uh, different positions at mega brokerages, family operated carriers, large shippers, um, more places that gave me full circle experience that I actually use to help others in the industry. So I created my Facebook group about three years ago, about three years ago to connect other people in the industry, like freight brokers, truck drivers, shipper decision makers, because I felt the little guy was the least served in the industry. And I felt if we put everybody, all the professionals in one pot, we can all help each other in the industry to enhance our business. And so that was my goal with the Facebook group. And as you probably noticed, you know, I'm, I'm succeeding at that goal, uh, if you will. You know, sometimes freight brokers and truck drivers fight like cats and dogs. There's a lot of arguments <laughs> over rates and things like that. Do you have to put out a lot of fires within your group or do they seem to, do they usually get along? And I know situations like Celadon tend to bring a lot of people together. You got it. And so, you know, me, I am unbiased because my experience is with the whole pie, if you will, and not just one slice. So I am unbiased. And so my uh, opinions are neutral. However, you do have members who are a little bit emotional towards one side or the next. However, in these groups, they all kind of come together, especially with uh, 
the Celadon shenanigans, if you will, just because, you know, if you woke up on Saturday morning, you were already late to the news because, you know, when freight waves broke the news, there's already thousands of reshares and posts in these Facebook groups on social media with drivers and everybody else in the industry trying to help everyone out. And that's the power in these groups. That's great. So in your, in your group, how did the story of Celadon unfold? You're saying it started Saturday as a result of that first well, Friday, actually, because we broke yeah, the Friday, thing Friday. Yeah, Friday. You know? yeah. yeah, I'm saying it's, uh, you know, there I was, I could tell you, there I was on my couch scrolling through Facebook. I saw Freight Waves post something, saw Stephen Oatley post something. I'm like, what is going on? I immediately shared it, you know, went to bed, woke up and boom. This thing was shared between the uh, Freightways and other media outlets with the groups, within the groups. The Celadon news broke out quick, and there's a whole bunch of people at that time making different subgroups to help people who are you know, directly affected, as well as other groups with people who are willing to help those people directly affected. Yeah, so it seems like, I mean, your your group is is obviously... It's uh, n- nailing a niche. It's there is a need for it. I think you've got what sixteen thousand members here. You've been doing a little over a year. Like, what other kinds of things are people posting? What are they looking for? Just on a regular basis, how does it how does it bring community together and uh, you know help others? Yeah, great question. You know what's actually powerful in these groups is who's in them, and you know these members are actually you know shipper decision makers, brokers, owner up, technology partners, even people who work at you know freight waves. So everybody knows a thing or two about logistics and the trucking. And so everyone talks about the changes, talks about challenges and solutions to fix them. Because, you know, as we all see, information tends to get out quicker that other people may not want. And that just shows that there's a large, diverse uh, group of people within these groups who are always willing to help, not just with Celadon, but also with other resources to kind of enhance their business day to day with tips, tricks, ideas. And advice. Hey, Craig, you know, having information and access to information is great, but also it can lead to bad information. So what do you do to take care of some of the rumors or the bad information that comes out? Because this comes up when we break a story like this, because there are people who are like, well, what if what if we're wrong? We weren't. We had inside information and we wouldn't hit publish on something like that because we know what's going to happen going into a weekend. There's a very good chance, very good likelihood the company, especially a publicly traded one, can't say anything until their lawyers allow them to. So even if they wanted to, they're kind of handcuffed. So you have to rely on rumors right. and hearsay. But that can lead to a trucker abandoning his truck because he's worried that his fuel card's going to die and get them into some serious trouble with their DAC reports. <laughs> you got it. And, you know, that's actually why I made a um, kind of improv video posted in the group after I realized that um, this could be an issue where newer truck drivers or truck drivers who are a little bit more upset than others are abandoning their truck or doing things with the equipment that they should not do to protect them. And I always say, protect your money. And that's why I was, you know, doing my best to spread the information within the groups, resharing Freightways and Craig Fuller's um, YouTube video about not abandoning your truck, doing everything the right way. And as you said, not everybody wants, not all companies want information to be passed along this quick, you know, as they do in Facebook groups. And one thing I do as a creator and admin of a very large group is I try to do as much fact checking as I can. I have, just like you guys do, um, you know, a list of trusted resources, a list of trusted allies in the industry where you can um, fact check, if you will, to see what's true and what's not. And to be honest, when I first shared the Celadon bankruptcy, I did question. What if is not as bad as what the article is saying? Are we going to cause a stir in the industry? 
But as you know, we have seen from FreightWaves, a trusted media outlet, that was not the case. And, you know, Celadon did go out of business. Well, Craig, hey, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you getting the word out there and helping drivers and brokers get accurate information out there. And we appreciate the support you've had for FreightWaves. Uh, be sure to share this episode out with your group. I hope they're watching. Sure. And um, uh, how do people reach out to find more? Yeah, you can go to uh, search my group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers on Facebook, or simply go to craigbliss.com to see all of my social media channels there. I definitely pre- appreciate it, Chad and Tim. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we'll man. have you back, man. Take, yeah, take it easy. Freight Brokers and well. Truck Drivers. Actually, it was formed in 2016, I said, a little over a year ago. Yeah. Um, but he's a consultant. He founded Freight Brand it's time a to, little uh, over a year it's ago. It's time to see what's on the radar with, uh, with our friend over here, Mike. Hey. Come on, brother. On the radar. What's up? Presented by Sonar. Michael Caney. My first what the truck. It is, man. Michael, introduce yourself because this is your first one. Like you mentioned, people might not know who you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How could they not? I mean, I'm kind of a big deal. You are. I was kind of a big deal. I was kind of a big deal. So, uh, yeah, I came to Freight Waves. I think it's my fifth week of employment. Yeah. So it feels like my fifth year. Big yeah. deal, little yeah. deal. Thanks, yeah, dog years here. Big deal, big deal. Yeah, it is dog years, man. It's like, hey, um, welcome to Freight Waves. Here's all the things we need you to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and we need that done yesterday. No, I mean, it's oh, a yeah, startup. Oh, yeah, a lot make, of that. Make, make no mistake. We often, and we're going to talk about hiring uh, with Aston. She's going to come in here pretty soon to talk about some of the jobs. We have another job yeah. in the industry. We started a job board to help display sell on drivers, but anybody else who's looking for a job around the holidays, yeah. Freight Waves also has a lot of jobs posted, but... People out there, you got to work really hard here. Yeah. It's a startup, and uh, a lot of people are, are are doing a lot of work, and you have to love it, and you have to live yep. it. But for people that want to work hard, and they want to make a difference, oh, yeah. and they want to learn, like there's, I don't know of a better place in the country I don't either. Than, than you could work than here um, if you really want to go fast and go hard. Yeah. Like it's, it's a big deal. There, so, there is a lot to learn. You're wrapping your head around sonar each absolutely. and every day, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. What was your, what, what, where are you coming from? What was your background the past uh, few years? Yeah, so I've been in business to business sales for 20 years okay. and then in brokerage and trucking for 15 years. So I came to Chattanooga to take over as president of a brokerage here in town that was part of a big trucking company. Um, but I got to know Craig right when he started the business. Right. Okay. So I don't know, it was almost three years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was like Craig and two other people and the dog, like, and you, I mean, you were the first journalist. I remember like we were on the, <laughs> we were on the bus to TIA. Like I remember that. that. Yeah. yeah. April 6th of twenty. 20- 18. 17. 17? Yeah. No, I hadn't even started back then. Okay, well, then it was eight. <laughs> then it was eight. Fine. It was eight. It feels You're like a long eight. time ago. Yeah. So, yes. so I've watched the business grow yeah. over that time. I mean, what? We've got 150 employees now? Yeah. yeah. 60, 150. We've, got, we've yeah. got the greatest data set in the whole world when it comes to, to freight markets. Now, one of the things you want to talk about was trend. You speak. You mentioned data and transparency. Yep. Uh, tell us a little bit. What should we know about that? What should people out there know about transparency going into 2020? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing about sonar and transparency is um, historically, people make decisions in one of a couple of ways. Um, their own data set, um, an aged data set that's kind of disparate from everything else, and then really like what I call the hunch. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or their buddy in their business. I'm going to call you up and go, hey, Dooner, what, what, are, you, what are you guys doing? Do you, do you know what's going on? Right? Yeah. What's going on in your world? And so those are kind of the three ways that people make decisions. And with Sonar, um, you get a view to everything in near real time. And so it's a real kind of paradigm shifting thing. It's a totally different way of thinking about them. You know, we were just talking about that in terms of information in the news, and we were talking to a guy who runs a Facebook group, a, a truckers yep. and freight brokers, and how important information is in times like with the Celadon shutdown, especially when it happens on a weekend and there's a driver out there making a decision on what to do with a truck yep. because his fuel card's being shut off. And if, if 
the rumors are wrong or the news story is wrong, this guy could be in a lot of trouble. Right. You know, if, if he makes a decision, right. a flighty decision at the wrong time. Um, yep. And, you know, information moves in a number of ways. One of the biggest ones is the the information behind goods. And a lot of data out there is, is bad. It's yep. it's not clean. Yeah. Well, it's it's either bad or it's 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 unreal. It's disparate. Right. It's not yeah, related in- to anything. Yeah. Right. So Sorry. how do I relate it to this? Right. So if you're running, especially if you're like a mid market company, like a broker or a carrier, like you need to know, like, what do I do today with my truck? What do I put my salespeople on? Like, like you've got to make decisions today that impact your revenue tomorrow. And so if when you can look at the market in, in real time and know what's actually going on, yeah. you can get away from that kind of gut level deal and you, you get your you make better decisions, your people make better decisions. You make more money. And you can get somewhere on gut decisions and instincts if you yep. have a lot of tribal knowledge, but it's better to have data sets. They're moving faster. And the good news is that I mean you say you're seeing like a new breed of, yep. of yeah. executives that like they want to make their decisions based yeah. on like gremlins too, yeah. the new batch. Yeah. No, it, no, it's exactly <laughs> like the, it's so funny. Like I've got um, people that I've worked, that have worked on my teams that I've worked for that I've worked with. And they're now like at all these other companies and their directors and their VPs. And these are people that I got into the business with, um, you know, 50, even our own chief strategy officer. I mean, I was reading his, equities research seven years ago. Yeah, JT. Yeah. yeah. And now he's here. He's an executive with us. And so I think what you have is like an overall maturing of our business. Yeah. People going, well, I can see my toothpaste on Amazon when I order it. Why can't I see everything else? Right. Yeah. It's just an expectation of, I should be able to see this. Yeah. And Shelly Simpson talked yeah, about it. Yeah. I remember it. her saying yeah. that. That's she was like, why life. can I watch my pizza? Yeah, with you know, pizza tire, yeah. All the but, way to my doorstep. Yeah, but I don't know where I don't know a where my goods load. are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just there's an expectation of, well, this should just be table stakes. Like we should just be able to do that. And we're doing it. The data keeps coming in. It's getting faster and yep. faster. Yep. All kinds of new things coming out. But maybe we should just not even tease that. Let it come out when it comes out. Yeah. But um, there's some really awesome real time stuff happening right now. Absolutely. You know. Well, trends are the past though, and and one of the best things about the new version of Sonar is that you can actually. It has a crystal ball. You can predict the future Absolutely. with a rate predictor. How does that work? <laughs> oh, how does that work? Well, so, not exactly. What's this yeah. But how does it, like, you go, I mean, how does it work in terms for the user? Yeah. Not so the you, back end. No, it's really easy. You put in you put in your origin destination pair, yeah. and it's going to give you the rate. But the, the beauty of that is that um, the new presentation layer in Sonar, I think we call it a linked widget, um, not only do you see what the rate is, but you can see all of the market conditions associated with that origin destination pair. So it's not just what is the rate based on self-reported old information, but it's what's the rate based on real-time information? Yeah. yeah. What's going on in the marketplace? Well, I can see what, what's going on with tenders. I can see what's going on with weather. So you're making a decision not just about price, but real-time market conditions. Wow. Amazing. Fantastic. How do people learn more about you and, and, and continue the conversation? Freightwaves.com, man. Freightwaves.com. Freightwaves.com. I All think right. it's forward slash. So. You got any social media? Big... You want to use social media? M. Caney? M. Caney at Freightwaves? Yes. Okay. M. Caney at Freightwaves.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, I'm on the Twitters. I'm on the, I'm on all the everything. Been right. here, been Just here get... five weeks. Might as well be five years. That's right. All right. Well, Who's next? Very Thanks nice. for joining. Uh, Aston is next. Aston. Someone you probably talked Aston. to when you were coming over here. I did. I yeah. Did. Thanks, job, guys. Dude. I enjoyed it. Thank you. We'll have you again. Aston's nice. going to tell us about FreightWaves.Careers. It is our Come on in, brand new Aston. job board. Come on, yeah. throw the cans on your head. We even made a brand new bumper just for you. It's time to get to work, Chad. You got to get that job. It's time to get that money. got to get that job. Time to get to work, Chad. got to get that job. got to get that money. got to get that job. 
love it. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic <laughs> bumper dinner. Very creative. How, how do people go? Aston, well, first introduce yourself. Um, I'm Aston Holcomb, and I am our director of people and culture here at Free Waves. Well, welcome to the show. First appearance, inaugural debut. It is. I'm All very right. excited. A little nervous. But yeah. Oh, don't oh, be. We're, we're always having a good time. Only Austin, uh, you know, a few thousand people out there. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one of the reasons we had you come on is obviously we had the sad story about the big Celadon shutdown, mm-hmm. and it opened a opportunity for us to, I feel like I'm picking up my own self on your <laughs> microphone. One of the reasons we decided to to have you come on is we decided to start a job board. We used a, um, someone said, how do we get it up so quick? Was this in the pipeline? And I, we swear to God, it was not in the pipeline. No. It was something that came up at 8.37 in the morning. Exactly. And it was like a lot of things here. One of us gets a phone call from our CEO, Craig Fuller, mm-hmm. and he says, I think there's a way we can accomplish this. Get it together. And yes. and we did really quick. So what did we get together? So we put together a job board specifically for those affected by Celadon. I mean, we did it in honestly like 20 minutes. So it wasn't hard to do. But um, we just wanted to react quickly, of course. And that's how we do things here at Freight Waves. Very fast. Well, it's gotten a lot of traction right <laughs> off the bat. There were there were hundreds of, of uh, interactions and inquiries, mm-hmm. right? Where, where do things stand right now? So right now we have over a thousand jobs that are posted on the website from about a unique 400 different employers. So that was way more than I think any of us expected. Is it becoming, is it, is it materializing into, into more than something f- than just for Celadon employees? Or? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Um, all those employers who are currently posting are using it as their own sourcing tool, yeah. which is f- phenomenal, right? What makes it unique, yeah. though, unlike other sort of uh, job boards in logistics is... There's no fee, right? Anybody exactly. can put their posting on here. Exactly. It's completely free of charge. We're just doing it to give back to the community. And it's not just FreightWaves jobs either. Nope. It's everybody and anybody. I mean, we have anyone from Keurig, Dr. Pepper posting, Dark Transportation, oh, wow. Night Swift, J.B. Hunt. It's a variety of um, organizations that are participating in it. Right I think now. it's serving a need. You it know, is. I've seen it posted and linked on, on, on the su- a subreddit group for, mm-hmm. for truckers. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen it... Um, on, on a lot of social media, I saw it on LinkedIn, people saying, hey, here's a few job boards and here's a new one, the Freight Waves one. Exactly. And it's what's really cool is it's not just driving jobs. That's a big portion of it. But there's everything from freight brokers, accountants, technology positions. It's a it's a very diverse wow. set group of jobs that are getting posted right now. Yeah, Chad, if people go back and watch our coverage on Monday, Craig, myself, Emily, we spent over 40 minutes talking about, and I believe this was before the job board, had it had just been launched, but we were talking about ways that people can go about getting jobs in a modern time, because we realized that there are people who have worked for Celadon for 10, 15 20 years, they weren't around when things like Indeed were there, you know, exactly. when, which I've been, I've done Indeed before. And a lot of times it seems like you're just sending a resume out into the abyss and mm-hmm. yeah. nobody gets back to you. And on, on the back end, um, for people to wonder, why do HR not always get back to people? Um, I think sometimes it, <laughs> that, that's a great question. So sometimes I think, you know, positions change, um, yeah. the needs change. Or there's just such a mass influx of interest. Um, I know for our jobs especially, we try to get back to everybody, but we uh, most companies do get a ton of interest. Um, but we're in a unique position now um, from a, a candidate perspective where candidates don't have to apply anymore. The job market's so good that, you know, it's more work on HR. We're having to go out and hunt and find these people. Yeah. And that's where I think the job board is so valuable to those like me could go out, 
look specifically for people who I know are searching for jobs at this point. Um, so there's a definitely a power switch um, now more yeah. so than ever. Well, think, some of us too, like we do our own recruiting for our departments. Mm-hmm. I know Craig is very active in sort of uh, like he, he went out and he recruited me specifically. Mm-hmm. He's recruited a few of the people on the team and he, he takes a very active interest in that. And I think I do as well. And it's probably because Craig and I are very active on social media and we mm-hmm. network a lot. So we, we're pretty aware of who uh, is doing some really interesting work, who might be a good fit, who we know because they know other people. So exactly. we're like, okay, this we know this person is, there's someone to verify them. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, you know, that's really a unique thing about FreightWaves. I've worked at a lot of other organizations where people aren't participating who are a part of those communities. It kind of falls into HR recruiting. But the best people you can find are people in your network who are doing like things like you. I yeah. think that's how it happened for me at FreightWaves. I had, I had actually applied for a job when they were even actually another name. They, they mm-hmm. Trans FX, I yep. think. <laughs> and uh, and through Glassdoor, I applied, didn't respond, didn't hear anything back. And then just through LinkedIn connected to Craig, he told me to come in and lickety split and he had forgotten about the glass door post. <laughs> so I think we, what you look for with job job boards yeah. is that it's 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 active. It is. It's being monitored. Exactly. Right. And, I, you know, even for me, how I ended up here was I went and introduced myself to Craig at a recruiting event. Wow. I was with oh. an organization and Craig said, oh. You're a recruiter. You should come talk to me. And so, you know, being active, not only just in a job yeah. board, LinkedIn, but be active in person. I know a couple of days ago, Emily and Craig and you were doing a special on what to do to kind of go out yeah. there and find new positions. And that's the biggest thing is utilize your network. And you just have to ask, too, mm-hmm. in some cases. You know, I think Gary Vaynerchuk says that. He's like, don't be afraid to ask. And you might just, I mean, you can't, you're you're only going to be told no, right? You might be told yes, so you're no further f- further back by asking. Exactly. Yeah, as long as you can handle the no. You know, there's some people, too, who are probably, what they're like, I, but I just work in logistics. How could I possibly be in media? But I would think we would say that at least 80% of us that are here that are in on-camera roles mm-hmm. probably had no media training or self-media training. For Like myself, I started my own podcast. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Oli was here, started his own Freight Broker Live um, Chad used to sing. He used to busk on a street corner reading Choose Your Own Adventure novels <laughs> to people passing by. Something like that. <laughs> exactly. Something like that. But you're right. Um, it's not a limitation. A lot of our market experts who are now on camera, they, exactly. they come because they had brokerage experience mm-hmm. or they had real world experience. There's a lot of upskilling opportunities yes. here. I guess we could put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you've worked in the industry, you clearly have the context to know what those who are going to be listening and watching care about. Yeah. So, you know, we love those subject matter experts. I mean, you can, you know, it's not hard, right? Yeah. Well... It, you got to be willing to work hard, yeah. I believe. Yeah. But, um, well, Aston, but, yeah. if people want to, it's FreightWaves.careers, right? Yes. We do have to get to another guest, but of if course. people want to continue the conversation with you, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, you can always email me directly at aholcomb at FreightWaves.com or connect with me on LinkedIn at Aston Holcomb. So thank okay. you guys for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Aston. first time, you got to hit it. Oh, very yes. good <laughs> inaugural debut. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Man, I wouldn't have known you were nervous at all. You didn't seem like it. Now, All right. Chad, we got a, a sort of a hot button issue. It's dogs in the cab, and it's one that seemed like a no-brainer to me, right? Uh, you would think, well, why wouldn't you have dogs in the cab, right? Who doesn't, right. Who doesn't like a good dog? Well, we're going to have a guest on now, this guy, Trucker Bailey and his dog, Shasta, and he's going to tell us, you know, why this, uh, he loves having his dog on the road. Mr. Trucker Bailey. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey what's happening, what's man? What's going on? <laughs> You're live on What the Truck. Is, is Shasta with you as well? I know Shasta's your, your lovely dog. Yes, she is. What kind of dog is she? She's a full-blood Australian Shepherd. Oh, wow. Yeah. Smart one. Now, 
a lot of things have gone on this week, and I know you covered the Celadon stuff. You went over there with your drone and everything. You sent me some footage. You almost got attacked, and we'll get to that. But yeah. the first thing we want to talk about is an issue that that came up was we had one of our lawyers here, Cassandra Gaines, was visiting us, and uh, she was talking about dogs in the cab, and she said just one thing to be mindful of is that it can create some liability having the the dog in the cab. Now, I'm 100% for them, and I, and I think you're going to say that you are as well, but what is so great about having a companion on the road? Um, it gets me out of the truck, gets me more exercise, uh, takes my mind off of other things. Yeah. Well, um, I can see a lot of advantages to it. You have, uh, you have someone, uh, to, I guess, talk to, but you know, it's, is it just dogs or is it other kinds of pets as well? I well, just like, have dogs. <laughs> Does that, just, do you know anyone like little lizards, parrets, like a what about, whole, a well, just say, well, let's be like, what about cats? Do are some people cat people in hmm. the cab? Cat in the cab? I have I have seen cabs and I've seen some with parrots. Yeah. Wow. I did see one guy had a potbelly pig, like a Vietnamese potbelly pig. <laughs> you did? But I, I guess you can, tra- they're, they're very smart, so I guess you can train them to be, I don't know, a certain level of, of road companion. Speaking of road companions, this guy, he has a very interesting background because he moves, he's he's like, a, like the roadie of truckers, right? You work for a company where you move concert gear and event gear? Uh, right now I'm doing freight, but yeah. after... The first of January, I'll be switching back over to doing entertainment. Awesome! And you have met some some luminaries of the rock industry. He he was telling me uh, yesterday when I was talking to him that you met uh, who is it? Uh, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, and the guys from Kiss. Yes, uh, that's who I'll be going back to hauling. And one of the best perks about this, Chad, is that he gets to eat from craft services, and so does Shasta the dog. Oh, but he doesn't get to go to like free concerts. I don't. Do you get to see the show? Oh. I get all the VIP passes and wow. passes and do all of it. Who Man, wouldn't want that gig? Then? Membership has its advantages. Its privileges. So tell us about Celadon, too. So this is a story, and I'm sure you as a trucker, you were hearing all the news about it, and things like that have to have to cut a little deeply with you. I was reading some of the, like, the comments on Facebook of truckers who had dogs, and they were like, my dog is so sad because it knew all the people at the depot and all of these things. But you went out and got some footage. What did you see, and what have you found out? I did never actually get any good footage of people on the terminals, but being having a dog, the problem there is most buses won't let a dog on a bus or an airline with a dog. So then you have a problem getting the dog home. So then you have to rent like a U-Haul or a car or something yeah, yeah, that can be a challenge. Well, you were, though. You did. I saw uh, some video of um, what you were putting up on uh, YouTube, and you were just trying to get some B-roll at, at one of the Celadon um, places, right, where they were closing, and you were trying to get some B-roll, and you were attacked. Can you uh, can you tell us what, what what happened at the end of that? I didn't. I couldn't tell. Were, were you okay? Oh, that, was, that, was, that was really crazy. I, I went there just to get some regular video of the terminal, and a guy walks across the street and approaches me, starts yelling at me for a minute. And then he's like, we don't care for you to be here. And I said, well, you know, you just lost your job. And he says, I don't care about you. And then he just lunges towards me and attacks me. And then a few days later, I just seen his video of himself on a news channel in Houston. Wow. That's crazy. Well, so I mean, were you okay? Because we just saw the we just saw the camera. He attacked you, lunged at you. Then the camera goes off, and uh, what what happened? Uh, he did some minor assaulting. The police were called out there. There was a police report made, 
Uh, finally, after calming down a little bit, the, the officer's like, this guy's been through a lot and this and that. And I was like, all right, fine. I'm not going to press charges. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, I, do you want to talk about how we got into the social media thing first? I, I want to. Yeah, I was curious about that Celadon. because a lot of you see a lot of truckers now are YouTubers, and yeah. I know that you on Twitter are getting you're getting more into capturing some of this footage, and you have your own YouTube channel as well. What led you to to sort of be like a multimedia journalist behind the wheel of the cab? Well, because I've been doing videos and stuff since the early 2000s when YouTube first came out. I've also got a few other channels. I've done some wedding wedding films. Uh, I filmed the Dallas Cowboys stadium being blown up. Um, I, I even used to do tow trucks. So I have a tow truck video out there that's got a couple of million views. Yeah. Um, all sorts, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's not all on one channel. It's spread out along a few other channels. Well, your your skills certainly have lent themselves to today's uh, environment. You know, I saw you riffing uh, in the cab on, you know, just early in the morning live streaming. And you were talking about, you know, just how Celad- the Celadon closing is indicative of changes happening in the freight industry. And maybe in some ways that you think it's it's not necessarily indicative. You want to tell us about that? Um, I don't think I did any live streaming, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was you. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not. Did you see a video? I, yeah, the video that we was, were showing was you had the drone footage of a guy emptying his truck, which, uh, it's always, it's always kind of, it, it's sad to see that, but there's almost like a certain, like a, a poeticness is that, um, when you, I don't know, as a journalist, you know, it's very interesting being in media because you, you always want like the great photograph or the great footage. But at the same time, a lot of those things happen to do with a, a, a bad time in someone's life. Have you been in a situation where you've lost your job with a carrier or a, uh, a, a group like that? I was recently let go from a company in September and it was all over a video that I made. Oh, wow. What was the video about? A guy pulled over in front of me and slammed on the brakes and they said I was being unsafe by following them too closely. Oh, wow. And you were filming him to try to prove that you, you weren't? Right. I took a dash cam footage where the guy purposely pulled off in front of me, slammed on the brakes. Oh, so he, like, bra- he brake-checked you, yeah. Yeah, I, I posted it to Facebook to a page that I have called Dash Cam Footage USA. And a few days later, they called me into the office and said, we have to let you go. That's, that's rough. We had a uh, We had a guy who... He went viral on TikTok because he got locked outside of his truck. I don't know if you remember that from a couple of weeks ago. And it, yeah. I guess there's some liability to it, right? I mean, it, do you? so for you now, when you're doing videos and you still continue to do them and you still do some media, are you aware that like it may come with the territory that a, uh, a company you're working for may not like the content you put out? It's a risk we always take, too, just talking on air and having open <laughs> live mics. You just have to take that risk sometimes. No, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Do you, do you ever let them know uh, for, for up front before you, before they hire you? I let this company know that I have a YouTube page and I'm very social media active. Yeah, and you do a great job on there. I appreciate uh, the support. You're very active and I always in, enjoy talking to you, especially on Twitter. If people want to follow you and learn more, how do they go about doing that? Uh, it's Trucker Beetle Bailey on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Thank you very much for joining us today, and uh, keep on trucking, man. Trucker Beetle Bailey. All right, thank you. Thanks, Thanks, man. Take care. Well, that was fun, but it brings up a a good point that 
when you uh, when you go out on the road and you you pop a camera out, there there always can be someone who's not going to disagree with you. And when you're the the boss, they can tell you to walk. But the other thing I can tell you is and that you get attacked. He's a driver, and you know what? In this market, he was still able to get a job and sit in another truck very very quickly. He um, we didn't get to it, but in the pre interview, he's telling me that he hauls meat right now. He's had no trouble with capacity. Reefer is one of those things. You read Zach Strickland's reports, you would know that uh, yeah. they do very well. But right now, we have a uh... hello. Would you like to play a game? We, we have the uh, the Jigsaw Freight here. It's uh, it's our new game czar. Introduce yourself, sir. So my name is Aaron Welch, and I am the new uh, game czar here at Freight Waves. Well, welcome. Welcome to your inaugural debut here on What's the Truck, Aaron. And I think our, our show is one of the, the test pilots. We're going to put out a poll question. I think it's been, it's been active during the show, but... Uh, is there a, a link or something we can share? How do people go about voting? So you can go to freightways.com slash vote, and you will not only be able to see the voting mechanism, but you'll be able to watch the I show live. I see it. Live. I see it. Okay, I'm going to put that up here. Did you put it on Facebook? www.freightwaves.com. Let's do that right now. Vote. Freightwaves.com slash vote. All right, guys, you don't have to leave the feed to go here. Open up another, open up another browser tab. Uh, not slash dot com slash vote. This is very exciting radio. <laughs> All right, freeways.com slash vote. So you can go on here and you can vote, and we are going to vote on something we just talked about with the last guest that was on here, dogs in the cab, right? Dogs in the cab. Dogs in the cab. So do you guys agree or disagree that people should be able to have dogs in the cab? Now, I know that there's some owners who might, uh, owner-operators who might not want them after listening to Cassandra Gaines, where she said, you know, some some lawmakers are wagging their fingers about having them in there because it can create a new level of liability, not just for the operator, but for the driver, but I think that anybody who does have a dog on the road is is not going to uh, agree with that. You know, d- dogs are family. Like that, that has become the new thing, especially for younger people. So I can imagine you're lonely, you're on the road, dogs there to kind of help you through it. So, are there any examples of like how a dog messed things up and caused an accident that we're aware of? How were, you know, like, how would they be a liability? Well, I, I guess if, like, you know, it, it jumped and it got on your feet in the pedals or I used, like, you mentioned cats. I remember one time, like, this was like a family car when I was a little kid, but the cat got out of the cage and just started, like, running around the windows and going Cats nuts. can be crazy. Yeah, it could clog you. If you had, like, a chimpanzee. I've had that happen with the, I mean, with a cat, not yeah. a chimpanzee. Uh, <laughs> when I, like, when I would, every time I would move, I would have my faithful cat just perched on top of all the things that I was moving. And, you know, sometimes he would get snuggly or, or even clawy. Yeah. You ever see that, that there was that woman on the news who was attacked by a chimpanzee and like she had to have a whole new face. Oh my goodness. You remember like there's a whole medical that whole <laughs> that's that's awful. They can go crazy. They can Absolutely. just lose their mind and they're very strong. So I'm just curious of the people voting no that you should not be a uh, dog should not be allowed in the cab. I'm wondering what How many people voted no? What their thinking is. Well, 23% of the of of our population here. 23%? Why yeah. are you guys voting no? Leave in, tell us in the comments so we can put some context to your vote here. And Facebook banned think... me linking that. So I Oh, can't, okay. Yeah. Well, why do you think that uh, the, the dog should be there or shouldn't be? We're happy to read your thing because we're going to have a second. We're going to have comment section rodeo after this and we'll be able to get to it. So tell us, though, like what is uh, – we're being one of the, the space monkeys for this interactive element to our show. What, what do you bring to the table here and what do you think um, – why do you think this takes us to the next level? So, uh, one, when I came to Freightways, I had no clue what Freightways was. And yeah. So it was like trying to describe oh, what, what oh. Freightways is. Did you tell is. Aston that? She was just in here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you try to describe to people where you work and what you do, and they're like, 
uh, glazed over because they're not in the industry. They don't understand how powerful this industry is to be able to be the engine of growth and movement for things all around the world. And so one of the things that I'm here to do is to try to help bridge that gap. And the easiest way to do that is through some games. So we throw some information at people, test them, create challenges. We've got some other stuff coming down the pipeline. It's going to be really cool. Craig, of course, wants me to do some VR stuff. I don't know how close oh, wow. we'll get to that. Yeah. But how would that work? Like, we, you would be able to join us in the... Uh, I don't know. It could be in here in the room with us. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna play with some pretty interesting stuff. But yeah. uh, my whole history over the past decade has been doing uh, gaming stuff with varying levels of success, both here in town in Chattanooga as well as nationally. So wow, I'm excited to bring a new element to how we can do audience engagement and then how we can use the data that Sonar provides in a in a way to where people who are using it don't necessarily understand the data. Why, why it's important, but its application is what they're able to see clearly. Like, you mean you, you like to play games, or you, you create games, or what What kind of games? So I, playing games <laughs> with my heart. Oh. So, oh. So, I, so I've kind of done it's it all. all fun and games until Dooner starts singing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, I have not professionally played games, but I ran a professional oh. gaming league, and then I also uh. created some board games and some card games, and then uh, oh, fun. did some Kickstarters, and did I've you, done all uh, kinds of stuff. Did you read a lot of Choose Your Own Adventure books as a child? <laughs> Oddly enough, no. Oh. That's yeah, right. I created. That's, that's I created a little ga- uh, company called Game Time Books, and uh, it was it was choose your own adventures. So uh, with my kids, we actually have a set of dice, and so it's kind of like yeah. that that whole idea. Oh that right, oh, yeah. each one rolls one, and then they get to tell a story. I oh, played that. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. your that's gamble. Fun. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. No, those are fun. Those are kind of fun. <laughs> and there's also card games where you put down like a, a few cards, and you have to tell a story out of. The so card. I actually created a. a like tarot like cards? An actual game called <laughs> What of, Just not Happened. not that cool. That's literally that. Like you, you, you called called what? What Just Happened. So you literally oh. lay down cards, and yeah. then you have characters, and then somebody throws some like curveballs in, like they give a big piece of sausage, or there's like a pool noodle, and you have to explain what happened with the people and the things. I thing. like that. But you've only got 60 seconds, and then everyone votes whether or not they liked it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like an element of Cards Against Humanity plus, you know, roll your own story books and games. And so. For sure. Very creative. Creative. So I guess it yeah. is all fun and games so far. How, so far. Aaron, how do people uh, learn more about you? How do they get more involved? I know they go to freightwaves.com. Vote. What is the voting at? It's still, is it still, what is it, 77 to 23? Yeah, is there an undecided? So we have this cute app, so I'm going to like wrap it up and let's see what it actually says. Michael Caney asked, should right, we do final? a poll for cats? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, they asked? Michael Caney asked that? Michael Caney asked that. Before. Should we do a poll? Like, oh, if cats yeah. should be banned from the cab and only dogs Anthony allowed? Smith says, I'm about it. He's about... Ab- I guess he's about having pets in the cab. What, what kind dogs. of pets? Dogs or cats? I or think, all? Chimpanzees? I, think, I don't know what he was responding to. You mentioned a parrot. Now... I did not. Fine, but parrots I mentioned can, a cat. Well, I went to, like, the Animal Rescue League in Jamaica Plain. This called the, An- the Angel Rescue League in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. It's a suburb of Boston. And there was a uh, parrot there, but it, this parrot would have got you in trouble because the parrot was like, it was a racist parrot. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. It, and it was like, it, it was did against not, like the, what, what color? Puerto parrots? Rican people. It did not like oh. Puerto Rican people. Ooh. And I don't know why. And if that, there's probably like, just is like a racist, it probably had a racist owner. Right? Well, I and would that's think, how the parrot learned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, like the parrot just wasn't making his own decision. Right. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's real interesting. You just like show up to your grandparents' house and they're all super nice and you have yeah. this parrot that just starts like rattling all stuff in the background. You're like, what, what are you guys on? saying when we're not here? <laughs> that's yeah. a way to burn some bridges real is, fast. Yeah, that's good. Keep that parrot out of the uh, off the airwaves. Um, well, thank you for joining us. How do people learn more yeah. about you? Uh, geek your head on just about everything. So on Twitter, Instagram, we build buses into RVs. As a geek hobby. your head? Geek Gearhead. Oh, Geek Gearhead. Geek Gearhead. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Right, well, since this is your first, we didn't have Michael do it. He's probably going to get. Should we do a poll? Should we have let Michael Caney hit the uh, hit the cowbell? Because we we sure didn't. He might have to come back down if he's listening. Tell him to come back down before we come off the air, and he can okay. hit it. We forgot. It's it's bad luck. Michael Caney, shout out. You got. It. There you go. Thank you very much. Come sir. bang that cowbell. Thanks. For All right. Me. Thanks, Aaron Welch. Yeah. Geeky gearhead. Good stuff. Jigsaw Freight. If you wake up in a strange uh, bathroom, you know, looking for a key, uh, it's probably inside Chad Prevost's belly. You know belly. who to blame. You got to use the saw to get it out. It's getting <laughs> weird. All right. Well, you know what's weird? Not our listeners. Not the people who read FreightWaves.com. Let's get to a little thing we like to call. Oh, man. This is when we hear from you, the listeners. And this is a... Uh, this is sort of how the comments unfolded through a variety of Celadon stories, and we got to we got to allow people to sort of tell the tale, right, of how things went down. This is from the first article that JP had put up. It was Celadon biggest bankruptcy in truckload history expected by midweek. Obviously, it came much sooner. It looks like they went up the as soon as they could, which is the, the message on the ELDs, uh, not the ELDs, I'm sorry, on the Qualcomms went out to drivers around 1237. And um, Stephen Oley had said, well, he thinks they were approved like at, by 1201, they could start saying things, but it took them 36 minutes to write that uh, that actual message out to people. But CM Evans, mm. he writes, I don't think Celadon is solely to blame. Companies of this size are working with a number of creditors, vendors, internal associates. An organization this size doesn't close up without a number of others who are holding back knowledge. Perhaps the rumblings have been out there and no one was listening. Maybe. Um Certainly not just a black and white way of seeing things, right? No, and, and you know, their management, uh, it does seem like the, the the group who came in after and tried to undo the uh, the effery that had occurred. And, you know, it's funny because on Friday we read the story about those guys, the guys who were indicted. Yeah, and I know. I thought that was the end of it until a, a couple oh, hours later when I found out, okay, because I had to do radio the I was day. having some real... I got briefed on the story that was coming out. Yeah. It, it, had, it had a really big impact. Uh, anyway, I was going to... Uh, say some things, but let's get on to some of these comments. Uh, Stacy Sprouse says, all you big companies lobbied for all these new laws and regulations. Big business wanted that ELD so much. Now, no one wants to drive and you can't make no money if you do. Hmm. So I hope all you big companies go under. I just need to make sure I got a good job before all the steering wheel holder. You know, the new breeds, lazy can we say this on the air? Uh, lazy what? Lazy butts that need all this technology to drive. That has done the industry in is out of a job. So, uh, you know, uh, that's her opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm it, people in times like this, people always want to blame something. You know, the, the next guy, Mark Ely, he says, you know, this is Donald J. Trump's fault. And for some reason, like in my Twitter, when I posted this story, someone had put... You know how like sometimes on Twitter or on social media someone will put a comment, but then everyone will reply to you like you were the one who said it. And then there was like this big flame war going yeah. on about like Trump did it or Trump didn't do it. I don't really think this story had anything to do with Trump. It had to do with some criminals within an organization that inflated the price of of uh trucks and trailers. It doesn't have anything to do with ELDs or or the, the president as far no, as I know. Not, yeah, uh that's a good point. And uh, what I was gonna say is I can actually see how the new management 
was trying to come in and right the ship. Yeah. And so I could see how, you know, they were, maybe they weren't going to tell everybody, yes, we're closing because they were trying to remain optimistic. I'm just trying to see it from the a fuller lens. It wasn't just like the current leadership did such awful things. Anyway. Well, George kind of says what you said, but a little bit meaner. All you are stupid morons. Bankruptcy only happens with debt and mismanagement. It's not the Mexicans or ELD. That's what you just said. You all just want some to find a reason to justify something you hate. If Celadon would have never had loans, they would have never closed. New trucks are nice until you have payments. My truck is paid off and I only pay cash for everything. 100% of bankruptcy involves debt. 100% of foreclosures involves a mortgage. 100% of car repos involve a loan. Quit being stupid. Pay cash and manage your money right. Problem solved. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to scale if you're just paying 100% cash because... You know, it's really going to limit your, your ability to grow. Sometimes taking right. a loan is there taking a bet on yourself. 2,700 drivers. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this wasn't necessarily borrowed money. Again, it was it was what really got them into trouble, these indictments and having to pay back money because of the improprieties that occurred over a couple of years with inflating those invoices. Cooking the books. Logan Kowalski, and this was something we started hearing a lot, was people, as they started to, it's like the stages of grief, they started to realize what was going on as a story. He just writes, and this, starts, this is where some of them start getting sad. Yeah. I'm going to lose my job and be stranded. Yeah, and Reed wrote, wow, my heart is warmed by the reaction of these companies reaching out to offer jobs. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Been driving for 23 years, and it's just awesome to see you all reaching out. Keep up the good work. Keep on trucking. Yeah, and this is what we saw a lot. So even from the original story that was posted, there were a lot of uh, recruiters and just job postings. And this is something we saw with Falcon as well. Just a lot of outreach that happened where people were just ready to give jobs out and you know some of it's good some of it's bad so we're not gonna we're not we have our own job board go to freightwaves.careers some of those are a little bit more vetted and you know you never know what's being posted for groups on there and if those are you know how legitimate all of those jobs are but either way there there are legitimate ones within those ones there's just so much outreach that had occurred and i think that's what there's a theme that goes through here yes from this article celadon group makes bankruptcy official shuts down after 34 years anthony jackson wrote Terrible that a few at the top can damage thousands of lives and only two weeks before Christmas. God bless those affected. Doc says, if the feds would like to do something worthwhile, they should pass legislation providing compensation for drivers to return to their base. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. You can be sure the executives of Celadon are all going to get paid Mm. and the other trucking companies will be like vultures surrounding a dead carcass in the desert, offering to treat drivers just as bad as every other trucking company. Wow, that's very cynical. I mean, <laughs> there's, yeah. I'm sure there, there's definitely bad companies out there. There's a lot of turnover in this industry. There's a lot of drivers who, uh, you know, sometimes they're not the, the right fit. They don't like that you're a multimedia journalist. The guy, you know, who the guy we spoke to earlier, Beto Belli, he is like, I'm not going to stop doing videos. And I was just filming a guy being brake checked. If this guy doesn't like it, I'll go pick up and drive for another one. You know, pretty amazing stuff. Yep. Uh, it's Tammy Crawford. She writes. My husband works for Celadon. He is currently at the terminal in Indianapolis. The company just came in and told them they have 20 minutes to get out of the building and until 5 p.m. today to get off the yard. They are providing bus tickets, but everything over two bags costs $50 for the bus. Thankfully, he has family that is about five or six hours away that can get to him. That is something that uh, that Mr. Bailey had said also on there. He said, you know, it's great they're giving them bus tickets, but... At the same time, people have it so much stuff with them. They've got the TV, the microwave, the dog with them, the, the dog, dog pad, the dog cage, the dog food. Uh, they're closed for a few weeks. They're out on the road all the time. The tablet, the laptop, the the drone. And in some cases, they were thousands of miles away. Yeah. Your fuel card shut off. You've, you're, you know, 
you're in trouble. Brian D. Toutant says, as a professional driver, I can only imagine the horror of this happening right in the middle of the holidays. Having your equipment repossessed right at a truck stop is tragic. Hopefully this will not turn into a Jevic shutdown that truly stranded drivers all over the country. Best wishes. Well, I think it, I don't know what Jevic was, but it did strand drivers all over the country. We saw reports of that all over social media. Yeah, some of them. And, you know, like I said, they were giving them, if you could get the truck back to the base, they were giving out tickets. So to be fair to the company. Yeah. But, and there were a lot of outreach, like companies like Dart, who, um, who Dave Abels was on here. He was talking about how they would give a ride to any driver who reached out. So, um, again, a lot of the good stuff we like to see about this business. So, Rival carriers rush to assist stranded Celadon drivers. Christina M. Rigsby, she writes, uh, this does not affect me, but I will pass it on to a friend who is affected by it. I just want to say thank you and God bless each company, individuals, and any other parties that is offering to help and always and not expecting drivers to come drive for them, though they would love for the drivers to work for them and giving drivers a job before the holidays, praying for all you drivers and other Celadon employees. Christian Ortiz says, I'm shocked to see all these responses from companies. God is amazing. Truckers everywhere really do treat each other like family. Thank God. Oh, the trucker belly too. He's already on our YouTube thing. He said, thanks for checking in. Uh, Don Armstrong. She wrote, uh, she's laughing. She said, Oh my God, Trump did it. Uh, she also wrote exactly. We've been trying to clean up, prayed every night that they would make it. I, is she a, uh, I don't know if she's a Celadon driver. Uh, Gaines Law Group, that's, that must be Cassandra. She wrote, uh-huh. uh, I love games. So uh, thanks, YouTube, for, for dialing in to, uh, to watch the show as well. Got any more comments on here from people? Let's see. Um, Fra- uh, Donnie Facebook Hamilton. Not. Was this? And just when you think the trucking industry, I've, I have been a part of it for 35 years, was trash. All these companies stepping in to help drivers in need. Wow. So glad to see that all is not lost and there's still a brotherhood here. To all the companies that are stepping in, thank you very much. Well, this was a sad one from Lori Hutchinson from uh, one of the Celadon groups. Uh, you can take that one. There's a picture yeah. of her dog here. She's one of those drivers with dogs in the cab. She, uh, she writes, not able to sleep anymore. So terribly heartbroken. Starting to clean up my truck and move things to my storage unit here until I am at my new work family home. You guys will always be special to me, and I hope we can somehow stay in touch. The friends Lola and I have made over the the last almost 10 years will always remain close to my heart. I will miss this place, the people, the job. I can't believe it's raining today while we have to do this. I guess my tears won't show so badly. That's one good thing to my Walmart dedicated fellow teammates. I love you all and will miss you to the wonderful staff and management that always were kind and considerate to me. I will miss you too. And it's a, just a sad picture of uh of the dog. I don't hear. Maybe we can maybe we can show it here on that. I know it's not queued up in the computer, but if uh, our camera guy can just jump on that for a minute, that's it's a, I, the ones with the dogs. And I think that's why we also brought up dogs in the cabs with this because a lot of drivers take them. And the comments with them just and maybe it's because I'm a dog owner, or a pet owner, but like seeing their their sad eyes, I, I don't know. It it brings you so much into the story and it breaks you a little bit. And no comment yeah, broke me more. Real. And we're sadder than this one that we'll end with from Akina Doyle from the Celadon Driver Group. She said, the yard is jammed with trucks and trailers. It's like a graveyard, quiet and moonlit. All the hard work and hopes and dreams, poof. HQ is silent. No drivers on the patio. No glow of cigarette. No laughter. Poor Kina. She knew where we were and was so excited. She wanted to go inside and see her friends. Instead, we were waiting in the freezing cold for an Uber to, a ho- to the hotel as the shuttles are no more. 
that was hard. How do you explain to your trucking dog that the doors are chained forever? Reality hits hard, heartbroken. And that That, does, man. I mean, um, that was good writing, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's something really sort of poetic and uh, and and sad about about all that. And on that note. Yeah. And we don't want to bring you to the weekend on a terrible note. But if you were just placed by this, go to FreightWaves.com. Check out the career, job board. Careers. Hopefully this is your next great opportunity. You know, as one window yeah. closes, another door opens that much wider. You know, we heard from Beetle Bailey. He said he had just lost his job from a, a bad circumstance. He was already behind the wheel, and he's about to move back to that really cool gig in the beginning of the year, being a trucking roadie. Like, that sounds pretty awesome. If I had just been, yeah. like, moving meat sounds- or moving freight all kinds, general cargo... I'd be excited to start moving some stages and hanging out with the band Getting and watching some the VIP shows. Uh, passes. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, actually, there. You know, we 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 always debate about the driver shortage and whether it's real or not. And this is what the consensus that I've come to is: there is a shortage of qualified drivers. Yeah, if you are a qualified driver, there is someone who wants to hire you. I promise you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to mention another publication. It's also pretty gross of them, in my opinion, to say that this was just a drop in the bucket and to compare that it wasn't it wasn't like a hand in closed down because there's 4000 people that were displaced right before the holidays. And I imagine to them, this is not a drop in the bucket at all to that to keen of the dog who was not excited and to go through a weekend like that where your fuel cards are shut down and granted some of these people may get back on their feet. And I, and I imagine a lot of them will. We've heard some great stories of people already having jobs, but um. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a great uh, week covering this with you, Dooner. Yeah, why were you giving me a swirly finger? Um, I was uh, <laughs> I was trying to tell you to wrap it up because we're, we're supposed to end on the hour. We are. That's that's my understanding. According to who? We'll keep going. If you guys leave some comments, I'll read your comments. Now, I'm just kidding. No, it is time to sort of get out of here. We do have to get out. So it's a rainy day out here. And that's what we just want to cheer the people up before we leave. You can't leave on a somber note. You know what, though? If you want to check out all our content uh, on the audio side, subscribe to FreightCast. You'll get every Freight Waves and American Shipper podcast. Download the Freight Waves TV app. You can watch all of our uh, our shows on there. Buy that ticket. Get the Apple TV 4K to the Freight Waves events. This is a nice thing. I have one of these at home. These are pretty good. But I'll tell you, the one problem with 4K, the one problem with 4K. It's not 5K? No, no, no. It's that you can't go back to just like right, like 720p or regular. Oh. Everything just looks so bad. Yeah, it's like drinking good wine. You can't go back to the bad wine. Or yeah. good coffee. All right. You um, can find him on Twitter at Chad, Chad Primos. You can find me at Timothy Dooner. Thank you. A little cowbell for everybody out there who worked for Celadon, shared their comments, and spoke to us. A little cowbell for everybody who's been displaced. A little cowbell for everybody who's got a job. A little cowbell for all of you who are getting a job. A little cowbell for all of you who listened to today's episode of What the Truck. A little cowbell to all the dogs out there who are about to start the next Best truck of their career. Get the next best truck of their career. Shout out to inaugural guest appearances. Michael Kane, Aston Holcomb, Frank and Blair. Aaron Welch. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey, All great new to have you on. It's a completely new episode. Tune into Freight Waves Radio this weekend where Emily Zink, Anthony Smith, Cassandra Gates from Cassandra's Law Group will be going here. That's channel 146 on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. <laughs>